Hello, Wolfpack Nation. Hope everybody's doing well today. Thank you all so much for tuning in here for another episode of Tuffy Talk. We are so excited to be sitting here six and two. Again, you know, you complain, you can't complain, you know, for sure. But us here at Tuffy Talk, we're going to complain for about 0.0 seconds about being six and two. That's all I'm saying. So uh, with that being said, obviously, today we're going to be doing a preview of this huge top 20. 21 top 25 matchup nc state versus wake forest uh, in car finley 8 p.m this saturday uh so again first of all before we get into it make sure if you haven't already hit that subscribe button this is free to do it really helps support us and the channel and also to really make sure as well that you don't miss out on any new and state content and if you really don't want to make sure you miss out hit that little notification bell as well as that's also free and also too so that way you're notified all your devices whenever we release any new NC State content. Uh, and also, to give us a follow Tuffy Talk now on Twitter and Instagram. And also, too, if you think NC State is going to win this game against Wake Forest, hit that like button for us as well. So uh, with that being said, again, 6-2, and two, y'all, sitting here. You know, right now, the the line, it's funny, the line actually opened at 3.5 points. Wake Forest is favored. And now it's moved to 5. So yeah. it's a pretty significant jump for sure. Um, you know, but again, I think that... Still, I think a lot of NC State fans are even shocked that it's even five, uh, you know, especially with how many issues State's had up until the last half of the third quarter uh, against Virginia Tech, where we started to kind of pick it up there. But, uh, Michael, I mean, what was your kind of initial reaction? Did you did you kind of see that to see that as being where the line was going to end up or were you actually expecting a little bit more no. points towards Wake Forest? Yeah, I was – it's at home, so I mean, obviously, I think that 15 game win streak we have at home plays a factor there. And Absolutely. you got Wake Forest coming off a terrible performance against a just an average Louisville team, mm-hmm. so I think that also played a factor in it too. Um, yeah, but I I don't know. I seems about right to me somewhere in that three to five range. Yeah, what were your thoughts, making? Well, honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing until you said that. I thought it actually gone. I thought I'd heard it had gone down from about like th- I don't know three to like two and a half. I guess it shot back up at some point, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, it's a. I mean, you could think of a uh, being home. It's like a three point advantage or so, and right. Mm-hmm. So that means that they would be favored by eight. Maybe it's more. I I think state though can play. I know we could probably getting a little ahead of myself. I think they can play. Like they have nothing to lose going into this game, and it it certainly helps that you're having it at home and you're having it as a night game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I wasn't so um, shocked by the line, but it was a little surprising. I thought it might have been like okay, like a six or seven, but um, mm-hmm. by this point, not yep. opening up like two or three. So, yep. No, and again, it's always interesting to take a look at really, you know, kind of what um, is going on with the with the betting lines in terms of you know, how much is being bet uh, for each team. And uh, so here, let me actually pull it up right now. Uh, so right now, dang, uh, 80% of bets so far are on Wake Forest spread. Yeah. And, and, and 90%, per- 96% of the money, 96% of the total dollars have been bet on Wake Forest minus minus three and a half. They so have, that they, is they just don't even think state's going to be able to show up is what they think. That's yeah. that's it. Yep. That's why and you see the line move because you know mm-hmm. Vegas puts out that line and then they react to what people bet on. So Yep. So that that's why that's probably why there's been such a huge movement. Um but again I think the one thing which I want to go ahead and address because I know a lot of state fans are saying this is, you know, because 
I think first of all, we can all admit that San, that Wake Forest having eight turnovers in one game Golly, is man. is first of all ridiculous. Uh, and no matter who it is, geez, no matter who it is, well, because the crazy against Duke, exactly, and and that and that tied like an NCAA record or something yeah. like that, you know, for eight eight turnovers. So for Wake Forest to do it, you know, right after Miami, the week after Miami does it is is crazy. So, you know, I know a lot of state fans, a lot of, a lot of fans in general are going to say, well, obviously Wake Forest is going to have a huge bounce back game from that, <laughs> which I mean, you know, it, to me, it also too kind of goes could. with the argument of, well, well, they're, they're going to, they're going to come, they're going to play pissed off now. Um, which again, it, it, it's like that can have some to do with it. But I also would say right back to that though, as well as that then they keep in mind that a lot of NC state players are probably thinking back to last year mm-hmm. and how, I mean, a call that probably should have gone the way of NC State with Ricky Person uh, recovering the onside kick like right at ten yards past the kickoff spot, uh, you know that easily could have gone NC State's way, and then NC State would have had a great chance to go and get into field goal range and, and tie the game. So you know, I kind of shoot right back at that, saying you know a lot of it, a lot of NC State players are going to come out really looking to uh, to get even for last year, even too. So uh, and, and again. Yeah. NC State just doesn't like to win, doesn't like to lose at home. They obviously don't. So they take a lot of pride in that. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough environment. Uh, you know, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, uniforms wise, which, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, we'll probably know by then. But mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping it's it's a banger to get the get the players, get the get the fans hype. But um, so, so making kind of give me, you know, your thoughts, you know, in terms of you know, kind of what I was going at in terms of, you know, Wake Forest obviously having a terrible, terrible game against Louisville third quarter, which is absolutely horrendous. And, you know, because the the funniest thing to me is that literally I think it was David Pollock said that Wake Forest beating Louisville is the lock of the day. Like there's no doubt right. in their minds right. that Wake Forest is going to be Louisville. In fact, and they got uh, crushed. Desmond um, I, I was basically like, have you seen Louisville play? Like he made that kind of comment sarcastically, yeah. like, oh, yeah, there's no way. And mm-hmm. um, Desmond Howard. So, I, yeah, I was shocked by that. I think, you know, we're going to be previewing Louisville here in a few weeks, but I think Louisville's starting to find their their groove. And I think getting them when we do, um, which is they're going to have to play Clemson the week before they play us, um, yeah. I think is so really, really good spot, especially this late in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but – yeah, I it was honestly that was one of the best games in college football this past weekend, in my opinion. Watching it for me, um, just because of how like shocking it was. Honestly, that like that kind of like same when we look at that can for different different reasons. You look at that Kansas State Oklahoma State score this weekend, forty eight to zero. That was crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, but Louisville embarrassing Wake Forest like they did was, I mean, I really think that was so, the word. They just embarrassed them. I'm. I'm looking at the box score here. All eight of Wake Forest turnovers came in the second half. Wow! And we're and we're by the quarterback position. There was <laughs> six wow. by Sam Hartman and two I by the backup. That. So Wake was up fourteen thirteen. He had Sam, all eight came in the second half. Yeah, Sam Hartman. I think had three picks and he three, had three fumbles picks and three fumbles. Yep, you got it. Yeah, wow. that's and, that's. Crazy. He honestly probably has as many turnovers he's had all season just in one game. And it yeah. was if last two years, last three years. He has not he takes care of the ball really well. Um mm-hmm. but you know, I, I think he's a he's a really great quarterback for that system. Um I think he's he's just really learned that system very well. 
Um, but seeing them lose Louisville like that, man, I mean, Malik Cunningham's no joke. I know we're not talking about Louisville, but that was a, just a, that was a crazy game. They seem to really pick on that cornerback number 13, Key, Keytrail Clark for Louisville. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he made them pay at towards the end, but, uh, yeah, they got some great receivers like Forrest and State's secondary, their linebackers, particularly the secondary, are really going to have to play a great game um, for this to be something State can win. To be honest with you, yep. Well, and I mean, because one move that was very interesting, which uh, you know, you know, we're obviously by this point I've already talked about this um, some on the Tuffy Talk live show, but you know, one thing which I thought was really interesting was how Doran and the defense moved Tyler Baker Williams to cornerback yeah. uh, it, it, in the second half of the Virginia Tech game. Uh, so what were your kind of initial thoughts on that, Michael? I mean, to me, it, it I mean, it, it, it makes sense because obviously, you know, up until this point, Todd Baker Williams has been great as the best mm-hmm. uh, pass coverage guy that we have. So, you know, obviously there was, you know, uh, you know, a kind of a focus on the, the outside wide receiver to really, you know, shut him down. But what were your kind of thoughts on that? Well, so I was at the game. I didn't realize that until you just said that. So, that's you, you <laughs> yeah, he was. You yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah it was. See, that might not be something you see in in the stadium. So that's, yeah. I mean, like you like you were saying. I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, I'm assuming it was after the two deep balls that they moved it was, in the corner. Yeah, it, it was really they pulled Shaheem and uh, yeah. they put Tyler Baker Williams right. over. Which is very interesting. Uh, Making, go Wait. ahead. No, you got it, Michael. Go ahead and fish your oh, comment. Sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, I mean, it makes sense if, if, you know, battle got beat pretty badly twice and Baker, Tyler mm-hmm. Baker Williams has been um, one of our best in main coverage. Yep. Um, I, would, I wouldn't expect to see him start at corner this no. weekend, no. but that it, it, sometimes that's, that's what you got to do when, you know, when somebody's just having an off night, um, get them back on track. Yep. Yeah, I think you're going to see Wake Forest look at that film and watch that and mm-hmm. do very similar. They're going to probably try to hit Shine yeah. um, Battle, which he had a bad night. I don't think he's been that bad. It's just no. going to be something that they are going to see and they'd be smart to try to exploit. Well, and, you know, we'll obviously talk about kind of, you know, who, what are the keys to the game, but definitely the first thing which immediately stands out to me is Tanner Engel has to have the game of his life. Like he needs to have a huge, huge game because it, it really why do you comes say to, that. Because yeah. first of all, I think that up until this point, Tanner Engel has played solid at some points, but he really hasn't had that game where he's you know really you know highlighted himself on the field. Where you know after the game we're saying, man, did y'all see Tanner Engel? Like, dude, that dude was ridiculous. Because up until this point, there's it's been more of unfortunately you know, like the ECU game and uh, the Syracuse game where I was like, man, like that was a lot of missed tackles, uh, you know. So to me, I feel like that he's due for it. But also, too, because just like you were saying, you know, Sam Hartman, especially with a guy as big and as talented as A.T. Perry, I mean, that dude is ridiculous. He has NFL all over him and and, and then some, uh, you know, and especially, too, because, I mean, our, our corners are – not the tallest either. So, I mean, it's really just going to come down to, I mean, really Tanner Engel being that quarterback of the pass coverage and really, you know, just covering where he needs to and just being there, make the plays, you know, and I mean, hopefully yeah. get a pick or two uh, as well. Because I, I think that's one thing. I'd have to really go back and look at the stats, but I feel like we really haven't forced that many turnovers 
so far. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at the stats, but just that's one thing we, that just kind of yeah. I felt like we were needing against Virginia Tech. It was like like we need a turnover. Like we need we need we need a we need a spark play. So we, we had a the first couple of games we were um, very good. I think we were leading the ACC through the first four games in interceptions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, it's the last couple of games. Have, have we haven't had that that turnover those big turnovers really and, and yeah, especially too and especially too in the off season because we were really focusing on we need to force more fumbles you know like mm-hmm. we were doing great uh last year and in, in interceptions but we just weren't really you know getting the hats of the ball to force some fumbles and we definitely need we definitely need all that and then some uh against wake forest Go ahead yeah state's State's not actually that bad um, I'm looking at it here through eight games they have according to uh, ncaa.com uh, they're ranked 26th um, in the country um, through eight mm-hmm. games, two fumble recoveries. Um, they've had, I think they said they forced um, opponent interceptions, 11 interceptions. Um, yeah. And let's see, fumbles lost. State has lost four fumbles, um, had four interceptions through the season. Um, so the margin is a plus five on turnovers yeah. through the season, and it's averaging 0.62 turnovers in our favor, I guess a game. So yeah. surprisingly, yeah, so like, you know, who's number who's type or who's number um, there's three ACC teams in the top five. There's Duke at two Georgia tech at three and Louisville at four, which is actually really interesting. Cause they're wow. Yeah. Well, you said Louisville, Louisville. Yeah. Well, well that's probably because, a lot of them were that last oh, game, and, right? And, yeah. Duke, oh, and, and Duke. And Duke did Miami. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. helps when you get eight in one game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Dress-Up Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered, with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need, offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Um, and, and again, y'all, you know, and just to kind of throw this in there too, is, you know, as much as state fans want to complain, be like, man, you know, we, we're, we're, we're terrible right now. It could be Miami. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, giving up eight turnovers then and then this past week against uh, Virginia, not having a single touchdown. So uh, you could be Miami. Uh, yeah. But anyway, though, and as my head, headset comes out. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, one thing which, uh, you know, kind of wanted to discuss is obviously, you know, talking Wake Forest offense first versus defense. I think that is going to be the key of this game. You know, I think that if we can limit Sam Hardman, uh, you know, then we're going to be in a great position. I because I th- I truly do believe MJ Morris can be a, a you know can be effective. And actually, too, let's jump right into that because that's definitely a huge, huge uh, I think factor for this. So, how much uh, hype do do you really believe making in in MJ Morris for this game? And I mean, do you really see you know what you saw him do against Virginia Tech in that second half? You know, kind of come back down to earth, or do you see him kind of continuing that trend? I don't, you know, I don't know if it's fair to expect him to do exactly what he did against Virginia Tech because that was special what he did against Virginia Tech. In one half of football, he had three touchdowns essentially. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to expect him to do that again. Sure. So that's that's my honest thought about that. Um, I think Wake Forest is certainly a better team and a better coach team right now than Virginia Tech is 
you know, it's not even close. So <laughs> I think it's going to be something where you're going to see them do some, you know, some next level kind of defensive shifts and changes and disguising their coverages and those kinds of things to where they're going to really test a, a true freshman quarterback's knowledge of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't expect him to have a, a great game. I just don't, I'm just, I don't think that's wrong to say, but yeah, that's my answer. I don't think so. Can he? Yeah. I think, I think it's really, I do think really states kind of play like they have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. They need to play that. They need to take shots down the field. They need that every game. They should have been doing that more early in the season, but look what happens when you do like, MJ showed he can do it, and you had a guy like Terrell Timmons, another true freshman, come out of nowhere, and Jeez. he had the one catch that he should have had, and another one he should have had yeah. that he dropped. So, um, you know, you kind of have something there that hasn't really been a lot on film, and um, even a guy like Terrell Timmons, he's just he's probably a young guy. He needs to learn the route tree a little bit better because um, all he was doing was catching deep balls there, um, <laughs> but or at least the ones that you remember. So I think MJ can do it. I just think they're going to have to be given opportunities to take those shots. Um, Be creative. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. People don't think Tim Beck is all that. I think Tim Beck can be pretty creative at times. There's some nice plays he have. He's had, I think he had some nice plays against Virginia tech called, um, but that that touchdown pass that, um, to Trent Penix, like it, it was yeah, like nice. obviously on the goal line, but he he was wide open, like nobody saw Penix come right. out of the backfield. So right, and okay. you can't expect a you can't even expect Morris to be able to know all the ins and outs of this offense either. Our offense, not just you know, he's a freshman, he's you know new environment. Like, but I think also coming in a night game at home, just like he was a night game at home mm-hmm. last week at Virginia Tech, similar environment. I think it'll be big, and I think that's another thing, big thing too. People don't don't realize like State was down twenty one three, and everybody knew they were going to have to throw the ball, and they still did it with yeah. the true freshman quarterback. So, um, if State's defense can do anything in helping them not, you know, preventing Wake Forest from scoring and getting a huge lead early or anything like that, I think State's gonna have a chance. Demi Sumo is expected to be back. Um, Yep. That'll be big too, having another weapon in the rushing game. Um so yep. yeah, sorry. I'm I was long winded, but I think I don't <laughs> think you can expect Morris to be the exact same, but I think it's possible he can be. Well, and again, the one thing which I, I do want to first of all remind state fans too is that even Mike Glennon, you know, listened to him on the Pack Therapy podcast. I mean, he was yep. absolutely blown away by MJ saying, I mean, any true freshman quarterback, you know, playing an ACC team, no matter what ACC team it is, uh, you know, and and playing as well as he did again, twenty of twenty nine for two hundred and sixty five yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, that's impressive. Period. And, straightforward, and for no the most part it. of it, the at yeah. least the touchdowns, that was like one half of football. I mean, he probably yeah. had like eighty yards or so in the first half mm-hmm. when he was throwing. But you know, that's really impressive. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and, and also like too, said, I mean that. Was- that that when, first throw to Thayer Thomas, that first throw to Thayer Thomas, uh, or oh, yeah. the first touchdown to Thayer Thomas was gorgeous, and, insanely right amazing. Go ahead, Michael. Well, it, and to do that, like making you were saying, when you're down twenty-one to three, everybody knows you're going to have to throw the ball, and mm-hmm. they can play the pass. And for him to still make those throws, and obviously, 
like you said, Timmons and the other receivers to step up and make the catches. That's it's it's encouraging because it's and that's and I mean Timmons. We're talking about we're talking Timmons here. Yeah, but you know, there's between Thayer Thomas and Devin Carter who showed up and looked really good. Mm-hmm. At least he's getting at least he's getting thrown the ball. Um, yeah. They had 21 targets between those two guys. We're talking Timmons here, Timmons, but like because it was yeah. a break and like a I don't say a breakout game, but it was kind of like a whoa. Carter and Thomas were were really good the other night, and that helped State out a lot, particularly Mm -hmm. that it wasn't just there Thomas, that Devin Carter appeared. So if he can have both those guys and maybe uh, Porter Rooks has a big game, his first big game of the season, or maybe Lassane has another big game like he had against Clemson, that would be a really big deal for State and Morris, just some security there. I think the receivers need to, I think, also say, hey, Morris, we got you, right? So, Well, and that, that's the beautiful thing, though, about Virginia Tech. And, and see, I think this is really what it comes down to for me is I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily say that Chamber, Chambers played bad. I just think that just with him in there, just the offense just was not really clicking at all. Mm-hmm. And so they basically say, well, let's try something different. Let's put MJ right. in there. Well, once MJ got in there, Everybody changed. Like Devin Carter looked like Devin Carter, ladies and gentlemen. Like you know, and and Terrell Timmons started to really break out. Uh, you know, obviously Trent Penix, you know, with the touchdown. Uh, so I mean, it just shows that obviously, and because even too, up until that point, well, at least in the in the in the second half, uh, the defense was just awful. I mean, absolutely terrible Um, in in those first three drives. Obviously, letting Virginia Tech go all the way down the field, score a touchdown every time. But then once MJ went in, even the defense changed completely. I think it was like negative four yards of total offense um, after that third drive for Virginia Tech the rest of the game. So it just seemed like just MJ Morris just gave the whole team new life, a a completely new life. It was a completely different team once MJ Morris took over. So – I mean, it's definitely no doubt that the guys rally around MJ. They believe him. Like after the game, you know, seeing like Jordan Houston on Instagram being like, you know, having his arm around MJ and be like, you know, he's him, he's him, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. the young gun, all that. Like, you know, you love to see that. And uh, so you're not obviously- thinking about who should be a fan favorite. This is really random. You know, I think should be a fan favorite as if you think about it for fans. This is super random. Go for it. It's Colin Smith. <laughs> and you know random. why? Because yes. if you see Colin Smith, that means you're scoring a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's and a good sign. And because give background, so because Colin Smith, he's a kickoff guy, so right. he's exactly. a kicker. Sorry, I just ran. I was thinking about like yeah. you know if my brother brought it up, he's like thinking if MJ like when he started scoring touchdowns, like this is the first time we've seen Colin Smith the whole game, and we saw him like three <laughs> times in the second half. So yeah. yeah. Well, because I remember, I think it was. After we kicked the field goal, uh, uh, I think the kickoff at the end of the first half was 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 uh, you know heading into halftime. And I remember uh, you know when Ripken the the bat dog ran out there. Mm-hmm. It was like the loudest cheer of the whole game, which I was hilarious. Right, it was. Right. It was uh, yeah. So, uh, but anyways, I was I was thinking about scoring there because there was, I mean, I don't. You know, I don't even know how you transition away to back going back to I just really random, but it was just with the with the scoring there. I, I'm just curious with um, that you look at PFF's grades for Wake Forest. Um, they're they're pretty strong in the rush defense game, but I feel like their weakest is in the passing game. So I think you you should try it if you're state 
MJ should or not should could have an, another really good night. Um, I think if you can somehow win the line of scrimmage here, I think you're in a pretty good spot. I feel like that'd be a good indicator. Um, I think I, I'm curious who you guys think for this Wake Forest game. If you had to pick one player on offense and defense, I mean, I think we both we can all pick on offense, probably MJ. You know, but if there's a guy on defense that you really need to have a big game, is there anybody in mind that you comes? You know, you guys think of? Um, well, I already said my Tanner Engel. So go ahead, Michael. All right. Whoever's going to be guarding At Perry, whether that's Battle <laughs> or Aiden White or Tyler Baker Williams, just yeah, whoever, just whatever whoever's on him. Yeah, yeah. To me, I kind of come back to after watching that Louisville Wake Forest game. Um, I think with Savion Jackson out, I think Davin Van and Corey Durden are going to need to have some big games You're if right. you want to really win this game. Uh, maybe even a guy like a young guy like Travali Price. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Josh, um, Josh Harris, CJ Josh Clark, Harris. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I really think well, though, if I had to pick a guy, like if I could get, if I could get two sacks from, you know, from Devin van, I would feel really good. If I could get a couple sacks from the linebacking core, I would feel really good. Um, but if I had to pick one guy, I think Devin van, cause he's shown like he might be the best guy to be able to get to the quarterback, um, on our defensive line. In my opinion, I really would I think if I had to pick one guy, it's him because pressure got to Sam Hartman, um, mm-hmm. and he—that's when he really, really struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, going on the road at a night game, I feel like you—if sh- you can get pressure on him, which the commentator, somebody tweeted out that the commentator said, you know, Louisville is getting pressure on Sam Hartman today, and it's a good thing essentially because State's not going to really be able to do that, or State's not going to do that. So that'd be bulletin board material for me if I'm Tony Gibson. Like the quote, like. We blitz all night. I feel like that's what it should be. Blitz the fire out of Sam Hartman. So I agree. I agree. So with that being said, Wolfpack Nation, we need to take a pause right there in part one. And part two, we're going to kind of wrap this up here, talk a little bit more about Sam Hartman and the Wake Forest defense versus, sorry, Wake Forest offense versus our defense. And then we'll start to get into kind of our keys of the game and then our, our final uh, game predictions as well so with that being said once again if you haven't already hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell if you think NC State is going to win hit that like button and then give us a follow toughy talk now on twitter or instagram but with that being said we'll see y'all for part two as always go pack baby